What's up, Kingdom Talkers, and welcome to the Kingdom Talk Podcast, a podcast that talks about the Kingdom of God. Grab your Bibles and grab your journals, and let's get ready to talk Kingdom Talk. Before we even get into the Word, we're going to pray over the Word. So bow your heads and close your eyes. Heavenly Father, first and foremost, we want to thank you for even allowing us to have an opportunity to be in your presence, God. When we're in your presence, things change. We get a new mindset. We get a, a new way of thinking. We get a new point of view of, you know, what's going on in our lives, God. You heal us. You change us. You talk to us. You give us everything that we need. So we don't take for granted being in your presence, God. I pray that you decrease me and increase you. I pray that you give me the uh, ability and the confidence to speak it the way that you spoke it to me, God. Because when you gave it to me, it was such a powerful word and such a powerful moment that we had as you was digesting this word in my spiritual body, God. I pray over the live. I pray over the Wi-Fi. I pray that whoever watches this, that first they open up their minds, their hearts, and their soul to receive your wisdom, to receive your knowledge, and to receive anything else that you have for them, God. I pray that whoever needs to see this live, let it be done. I pray that whoever watches the replay or listening to it on a podcast, that they know that this word is for them. And no matter what they're going through, they can get this word in their spiritual body because this word can change everything, God. That's how powerful you are. And that's how powerful your word is, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, so we'll be coming from the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verse 22 through 34. And normally, you know, I start off just going straight into the word, but this time it's time for a little story time because that's how God gave me this word through something that I went through. So it's story time, y'all, something new. (laughs) But so basically how I got this word was, if you don't know, or if you didn't know, um, I traveled this past weekend, I traveled to Fort Worth, Texas to attend Elevation Nights. Um, I'm a part of Elevation Church. I love the church. That's where God has sent me, my wife and my family to uh, tend to. We absolutely love Elevation. Um, So we was able to travel to Fort Worth, Texas to attend the event. Now, you know that it's COVID. You know that all this stuff going on. And of course, we got kids. We got two boys. And um, our oldest boy is autistic. And so when we even booked the tickets like months ago, and when we even booked the plane tickets like a couple of weeks leading up to the event, we flew with Delta because I don't know if you guys know or not, but Delta is the only airline that will fly um, a child under three that has a disability. The only airline. So we flew with Delta. So while my wife was booking the tickets, you know, she's asking, you know, Questions like, you know, what do we need to show that he's not able to wear a mask because of his disability? What do we need to do? Like, we're trying to just, you know, pre-plan this thing on out because we know that he can't wear a mask. And we have to, of course, follow the Delta rules and protocols when it comes down to this whole situation. So the day of, you know, we get to the airport, you know, we come in through the check-in and we're ready. Like we got everything. We got the paperwork. We got everything that we need. Um, because the lady told us over the phone that when we get to the airport to get there, you know, even earlier than what we will normally get there. Cause we live right by the airport. Like we're only like 
six minutes away from the airport, literally. So, um, so we get there, you know, extra early because the customer service agent who booked our tickets over the phone said that, you know, our son would have to go through this screening. I'm guessing Delta got like a psychiatrist or like a doctor that's on duty that would basically, you know, test him to make sure that because of his disability, he cannot wear a mask. Okay. So when we get to the airport, nothing happens. They didn't screen us. They didn't do anything. My son is literally walking through the, or, you know, going through the airport. Both of my kids actually, but um, like, like they're both going to the airport or we're going to the airport. Um, we're wearing our masks, but they're not wearing their masks because my youngest son is one. He can't wear a mask. And then my oldest son is three, but because of his disability, he can't wear a mask. Okay. So we're going to the airport with no mask. We're going to the checkpoint with no mask. We're going to TSA with no mask. Like my children is going through each step, you know, to get to the gate with no mask. Even when we get to the gate, my wife goes up there because we have to get a stroller tag because we brought our stroller. So we had to get a stroller tag. When she goes up there, no one says anything. No one reminds us of anything. You know, nothing about our son getting a screening, you know, because he can't wear a mask. We get on a plane. We, we board the plane. We get on a plane. We reach Texas. No one say anything about a mask. Okay, you know, if you watch my live, you know how lit and turned up I was for God at the concert and over the weekend. It was such an amazing experience. But when we're coming back, this is where it all just fall downhill. When we're coming back and we get to the airport like four or five o'clock in the morning, we're thinking because since we traveled to Texas and no one said anything about a screen and no one said anything about our child wearing a mask, we're good to go. But we still got, you know, everything ready in case they say something. So once again, we go to the checkpoint. I mean, the we check in our bags. We go through TSA. We get to the gate. No one said no Delta. And you know, like with Delta, like, I know for like Atlanta, it's all on one side. And I think for um, DFB, W, the airport that we was at, I think Delta is, is all on one side too. So it's not like it's like, you know, Delta and, uh, and and other airlines. It's one airline, Delta. Everyone who works over there is Delta employees. No one says anything, okay? So when we get ready to board the plane, we get up to the man who was scanning in the um, our boarding pass and he asked us or, or he asked my wife, what's your age or um um not what's your age but how old is your um son or your kids and even when he said that like the way that he said it was just straight attitude it was just straight like disrespect honestly i just surpassed it um so my wife says you know three and one so he says oh he has to wear a mask and he said it's so rude y'all it was just like oh my god really like he said it's so rude but he said oh he has to wear a mask so my wife says he can't because he have a disability. And so um, he was like, well, you just can't tell me that he can't wear a mask. Like, you need proof that, um, you know, like, well, we need proof that he can't wear a mask. Like, you just can't tell me that your son is autistic and he has a disability. So I'm just like, I breathe in, I breathe out. I, I, I'm not going to lie to y'all. You know, the anger, the emotions was coming. Because I'm just like, what? Like, we get, I mean, 
okay, whatever. So he was like, you need to go speak to my manager. And so we had to get out of line, go speak to his manager. And I remember when I walked over there with my family to go speak to the manager, I was just staring. My legs were shaking and I was just like so angry because I'm just like, what is going on? How do we even fly here in the first place or get to Texas? No one said anything about a screening. No, no one said anything about wearing a mask for my um, boys. No one. Why isn't the issue now? What's going on? So my uh, initial response is to panic because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like we're not going to catch our flight. We're not going to be able to fly back home or get back home. My uh, initial response was to panic. But God whispered to me in that moment and he was just like, pray, come to me. And I was just like, okay. So I literally just closed my eyes as my wife is talking to the manager. I closed my eyes and I was just like, God, you know, what is going on right now? I don't understand what's going on. Please just let us, you know, fly back home. Like we, we just need to get home. Fit, you know, do your thing. Like, I'm going to give my issues to you. I'm going to give this burden to you. I'm, I'm going to give this whole situation to you. I'm not going to react the way how I normally will react. I want to just give it to you and let you handle it. And as soon as I prayed and I was like, and I calmed down and I prayed and I said, amen. That's when I told my wife, you know, well, let me speak to the manager. So I told the manager basically like, hey, when we was flying from Atlanta to Texas, no one said anything about a mask. No one said anything about my son getting sprinkled. Like we knew about it. Like we knew the rules and protocol. We came prepared, but Delta didn't do, y'all didn't do y'all job. Y'all didn't do y'all part. So why do we got to suffer with the consequences? Because in Atlanta, they didn't do their part. And so she literally was just like, oh, wow, like, I didn't know that you guys flew from Atlanta to Texas. Like, I, I thought you was, you know, flying out of Texas to Atlanta. And we was like, no, like, we don't flew from Atlanta, what, Friday? And no one said anything to us. And so she was just like, okay, well, because of that, there's nothing that really we can do. You guys are good to go. Go ahead and get ready to board your plane. So in that moment, God was just like, no, that's how you respond. That's your response. That's how you're supposed to, to respond. That's how my children need to respond. That's how we need to respond when we get put in an uncomfortable situation, when something is up against us, when the fear comes, when the anxiety comes, when the devil try to come with his ways and tactics, when a storm comes, when the trials and tribulations come, that's how you're supposed to respond. You're supposed to come to me. You're supposed to come to me and pray. You're supposed to come to me and give me the burden. Give me the issue. Give me the situation and not panic. I could have easily panicked. I could have easily disobeyed God and said, no, God, you know, I'm going to go off like and just start to panic. But in that moment when God said, come to me and pray, I had to obey God's command and come to him and, and pray because he knew that my response was not going to be good. He knew the anger that I had in me. He knew the frustration that I had in me. So he said, no, son, that's not how you respond. You are a child of God. You are a man of God. You are a kingdom talker. That's not how you respond. That's not how you respond. And in that moment, again, he just said, when trials and tribulations come, some of my children 
respond the wrong way. You respond and respond in panic mode. You respond because of the feelings and the emotions in that moment, the the anger in that moment, the fear in that moment, to where now you're responding in panic mode. You're panicking. You're you know, frustrated, you're angry, you're overwhelmed, all of these emotions is flowing through you and you can't even think straight to hear from God. God whispers. God don't come in this big way how sometimes we, we think God come to us to speak to us. No, he's gentle. No, he um, whispers to us. And that's why God said you cannot respond in, in, in panic because in that moment, I'm going to give you everything that you need. When you pray and, and come to me, we're having a conversation. You're Even though I know what's going on, but you're telling me what's going on and now I'm going to fix it because your response was correct. That's why my title is called Choose the Best Respond. How will you respond when the fear comes? How you will respond when the anxiety comes? How you respond when you, when you didn't get the job? How would you respond when the bills are piling up? How do you respond when trials and tribulations come your way? When the storm comes your way? When dark moments come your way? How do you respond? And that's how I just got the word, y'all. Like, God, when I was on the plane, I was just like... That's the word, like, that's the word that God wanted me to speak. And from that Sunday until now, he's been just putting this word in my spiritual body. He just been talking to me. And I'm like, okay, God, you already know, like, I need some scripture. I need some verses. I need, you know, things from the Bible. Like, give it to me. Like, what disciple, what story in the Bible that I can relate this to? And so that's when he took me to the book of Matthews, chapter 14, verse 22 through 34. And this is where Jesus walks on water. And um, I'm going to quickly read everything because I want you to, of course, know the scripture. I want you to, uh, of course, follow along with me and grab your Bible. But this is where how I said the respond to the fear, the respond to the rejection, the respond to the spiritual warfare that you're facing. What's your response? Because remember, when I was in the airport and that man told me that, like we had to, you know, step out of line and do all this extra stuff. My uh, initial response was to go off, was to, you know, fight, you know, not physically fight, but, you know, just like, you know, fight with, with my words. Like, no, like y'all didn't do y'all job, all this stuff like that. But God was like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't panic. Come to me. Pray to me, because if you come to me, I'm going to fix the situation. If you come to me, I'm going to tell you what to say. I'm going to tell you what to do. And in that moment, God said, just come to me and pray. I got everything else. And literally, y'all, after I prayed, y'all, it's like he worked It's like he worked his magic. He worked the miracle out because the manager said, oh, well, since, you know, Delta didn't do their job, then you, you guys are good to go. I didn't have to do anything. Like, I didn't have to raise my voice. Even when I was, like, talking to her about what was going on, I didn't have to raise my voice. I didn't, you know, I had to be ghetto, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have to do all of that. I didn't have to, because God said, no, you are a man of God. You are, you are a child of God. You are a kingdom talker. That's not how you respond when you get put in uncomfortable situations, when the fear comes, when the anxiety comes, because y'all, like, just think, like, I'm here with my kids. I'm here with my family. We have to get home. Like, we in Texas. Like, we have to get home. Like, what is going on right now? But God said, come to me and pray. And so, I'm going to just quickly read the verse. Once again, is Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 34. 
And while I'm reading it, look at the response the response that the disciples gave back to God. And this is why my title is called Choose the Best Respond. So it's a little bit long, but just follow along and stay focused because I'm telling you, it's going to change your whole point of view. It's, it's, it's going to literally change your life, literally, because you will know how to respond back when the negative e. e the, when the negative emotions come, when the spiritual warfare come, when the anxiety come, you will know how to respond back. You won't res respond back in a panic mode. So it's a, okay, Jesus walks on water. It's a, uh, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed, dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already um, a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind that was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed in Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all of their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak and all who touch it were healed. And so I know that was, you know, pretty long, but the response, the response. And I'm going to just get into the word because I'm excited for this. So. Is your response to panic or is your response to call out to God? When you get put in an uncomfortable situation, when you're fearful, when you're afraid, when you're overwhelmed, when a spiritual work, warfare comes, when trials and tribulations come your way, how do you respond? Do you panic or do you just call out to God? Do you panic or do you pray? Do you panic or do you get into your word? Do you panic or do you read your Bible? What's your response? And so when I was reading verse 22 through 24, I put, when God sends you out, he already knows what would be up against you. Because in verse 22 through 24, it said that after, this is after God got done um, feeding the 5,000 with the fish and the loaves of bread, but he sent them out. And when I thought about that, I'm like, God, why would you send them out when you know that a storm was going to come? When you know that the winds was going to get so, you know, windy that it would cause these big, massive waves and they would basically be in a storm. Why would you send them out when you know that they will have to be in a storm? And that's why I, I wrote down when God sends you out, he already knows what um, what would be up uh, against you. So when God sent out his disciples 
with Peter, he already knew what they was going to be up against. He already knew that it was going to be a storm. He already knew that what they was going to go through. And it's the same for us. When God sends us out into the business and to the world to, you know, just live our everyday life, he already know what we're going to be up against every day when, when we wake up in the morning time and we, you know, go to work or, you know, go to school or, you know, be a mother or be a father or whatever you do on an everyday basis. God already know what you're going to be up against. He already know that depression is going to come your way today. He already know that the and that the fear and the anxiety and the overthinking is going to come your way today. And so when I was reading that, I was like, God, why would you send them out when you already knew that they was going to go up uh, against this storm? But I wrote down, you may not know, but God already know that um, that something will try to come against you. When I got to that airport, God already knew that this man and his rudeness and the ways that he are was going to be up against me. He knew that the enemy was going to be up against me. So he already knew, okay, when Ja'Cory and his family get to this airport, they're going to have to go through this little bit of um, of this bad time or this bad moment or this dark moment. And that's how it is with us. When he tells you to, you know, go out and start the business, go out and do this, go go back to school. I want you doing this. I want you doing that. He already know that the negative emotions and the devil basically is going to try to come up and come against you, um, against you. He already knows. And like a lot of times we feel like God don't know what we're going to go up against. We feel like when a storm come that he was caught off guard. No, it, it said in a word that Jesus made the disciples get in, into the boat and go on ahead um, of him to the other side. Like he sent them on, but he already knew that the storm was going to come. He already knew that the heavy winds was going to come. And so I was like, okay, but God, is you going to be with them? Because if you sent them out into this um, boat and you sent them out and you already know that it's going to be trials and tribulations, you already know that we're going to have to face, you know, the devil and his ways and his tactics. Are you going to be with them? Because I really like asked that question. I said, God, is you with them? Why are you sending them out? Because re remember, Jesus went up to the mountain and prayed. So it's not like he sent them out and was like watching them. No, he went up to the mountain and prayed to his father. And so I was like, once again, God, why would you do this? And so when I got to verse 25, I wrote down, God is coming. God is coming right behind you. And I wrote down, God would never send you out in a storm and forsake you. He would never see you out in a storm and just leave you there. He would never see you out in a storm and forget about you. Remember, he knows about the storm. He knows what you're about to face. He already knows. It's just that we don't know. And when it starts to happen, that's when the response kick in. How are you responding to this storm that's coming? How are you responding when the trials and tribulations come? How are you responding when the fear comes? How are you responding when all your bills are due and you don't know how you're going to pay for your bills? You don't know how you're going to put food on the table what's your response do you panic or, or do you cry out and or call on to god do you panic or do you look up to where your help comes from your help comes from god i don't know if you guys know that but whenever when 
whenever or whatever you're going through, you have to look up to God. You have to look look up to heaven and know where your help comes from. Your help doesn't come from, from yourself. Your help doesn't come from the things of this world or the people of this world. Your ultimate help comes from God. And yes, some, sometimes God will send people and things to help you, but you have to always know if that doesn't work out, if that falls downhill, I still have to look up to where my help's come from because my help always come from God. And so um, that's when God led me to this other scripture because I said, okay, God, okay, you would never send us out in a storm and forsake us. And so I'm like, hmm, that's a scripture that I, I read before. So then he sent me to Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 and it said, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or terrified because of them, because of the fear, because of the anxiety, because of the overwhelmness, because of the depression, because of whatever you're facing. Don't be afraid because of them, he said. And then he said, for the Lord, your God goes with you. Now, let's rewind back. God sent his disciples out knowing it was going to be a storm, but God with, went with them. God went with them. Even though he went on the mountainside and prayed, he went with them. And I'm going to get more into that as we get more far along. He went with them. And it said, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He would never leave you or forsake you. So when I got to that airport and God already knew what was going on, God already knew that I needed him. But in that moment, he didn't leave me. He didn't forsake me. He was there with me. When I closed my eyes and I prayed because God whispered to me and said, pray in the middle of the circumstance, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of me trying to figure out what is going on and why this man giving me and my family and my wife such an attitude. The vibes are off. Like, it's giving negative energy. It's giving everything's bad right now. Like, what is going on? But in the moment, God didn't leave me. God didn't forsake me. And it's in his word. It said he would never leave you nor forsake you. So in that moment, he knew what I was going to be up against. He he knew that what me and my wife would have to battle with in those little 10 minutes of us being at the airport trying to board this plane. But he never forsake us. He never left us. He was there the whole time. The only thing that I had to do was to close my eyes and pray. I had to choose the best response. I had to choose to pray. I had to choose to breathe in and to breathe out and to know who my God is and to know that hmm, all battles, I don't have to fight. All battles, I don't have to get out of character. I don't have to, you know, cut a fool because that's the old me. That's what I used to do. But now I'm a man of God. Now I'm a child of God. Now I'm a kingdom talker and I have my um, business and I have my brand. So I can't respond the way how I, I, I used to respond. So that's when God said, choose the best response because I could have still disobeyed God and said, nah, God, I'm going to get him because he's been rude to my child. He's been rude to my wife. But no, God said, no, choose the best response. In the Bible, it, it said, God, give us free will. So in the moment of your spiritual warfare in a moment of you having fear and anxiety or whatever you may be facing in that moment, you have two options. You can either panic or you can choose to go to God or cry out to God or to look up or to pray. God will speak to you 
in the middle of the storm, in the middle of what you're facing. And I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but many of you are, are going through a storm. You're going through something right now as we speak and you're responding the wrong way. You're responding out of character. You're responding with fear. You're responding with anxiety. And God sent me here to tell you, no, that's not how you respond. You have to choose the best response. And your response must be, let me go to God. Let me pray. Let me get into my word. Let me fast. Let me, you know, call a friend. Because at this point, I, like, I have to choose the best response. So when I was at the airport, my best response was to pray. My best response was to just breathe in and, and just breathe out and know that my God is my God and that some battles I, and, and that some battles I don't even have to fight. I don't have to fight all of my battles. And that's a word for somebody. Stop trying to fight every battle that you that come up against you. God go before us, making every crooked path straight. He already knew, like I said, when when the when he sent the disciples out and into that boat, he already knew that they was gonna go through a storm. He already knew. He already knew. And that's how it is with us. He already know what you're facing. He he already know what you're going through. Every time when you go on that job, every time when you log in, you know, at your house or however you make your income, every time when you get up and you go out in the world to fulfill the assignment, to walk in his purpose, to complete the assignment, to be the best mother, the best father, the best husband, the best wife, the, the best sibling, whatever. What's your response when people get on your nerves? What's your response when the enemy come? What's your response when issues come your way? What's your response? What's your response? You have to choose the best response. And so as I dove deeper into to this word, I said in verse 26, I said, um, they didn't know that God was with them in the middle of the storm. That's for somebody tonight. You don't know that God is with you in the middle of the storm. You don't know that God is with you in the middle of whatever you're facing. See, a lot of times we feel like, okay, you know, God told me to go out and to start my business. Okay, God, I started my business. And then stuff started to come your way. The enemy come and try to, uh, to attack you. And a lot of times we get mad at God and say, oh, God, why would you see me here? Why would you give me this? Why would you give me this blessing or this opportunity when people is up against me? People is talking to me rude. People is doing this. People is doing that to me. And, and he's like, yeah, I know. I know. Because I already knew that the storm was going to come. I already knew that you was going to go or face what you're facing. He already knew. So he's like, yeah, I know. But what's your response to what you're going through? And that's what he want to know. What's your response? Is you going to act out and cut a fool and show out and be ghetto? Or is you going to just breathe in and breathe out and listen to what he told? Look, y'all, in the middle of me being talking to the manager or before I even spoke to the manager, God was like, pray. Because he already knew. <laughs> I was ready to go off if I'm being honest. I was ready to go off because this is Delta. I don't expect this from Delta. I don't expect this from my friends. I don't some of you don't expect it from certain people. You don't expect it from your spouse or your loved one. You don't expect it from the things of this world. So I didn't expect that Delta Everyone, you know, Delta is like the top of the top of the airlines. Delta, really? 
So in that moment, God was like, pray. And in that moment, I chose the best response. I could have easily disobeyed God and said, nah, God, I'm going to go off. Nah, God, like, he, you know, he tried me. He, because that's the old me. But God said, no, know who you are. You are a man of God. You are a child of God. You are a kingdom talker. You are a woman of God. You are a child of God. You cannot just go out and do whatever you want to do. You just can't go out and say whatever you want to say. You have to choose the best response because you are carrying the cross on your back. You are carrying God's word. You are higher than that. You are better than that. And that's what God told me. Don't even worry about it. Pray, come to me. I'll handle it. I'll deal with him. Because even after that, I was like, even, even after that, he was still rude. So I was just like, you know what? Like, you still being rude. Like, okay. But God was like, no, I'm going to deal with that. No, I'm going to deal with, with him. And uh, and then, like a lot of times for us, we, we like to deal with everything that comes our way. But God said, no, don't worry about it. Choose the best response. And then after that, if that thing is still bothering you, don't worry about that. Don't worry about what he say. Don't worry about what she say. I'm going to handle them. You just worry about how you're, how you're going to respond to what you're going through. Don't worry about how they're still disrespecting you on the job or talking to you crazy or whatever you're facing. Don't worry about that. As long as we choose the best response, God will handle the rest. God handled the rest for me. Because guess who got on that plane? Me. Guess who boarded that plane? Me. Guess who flew home with my family? Me. And the only thing I had to do was pray and, and talk to God. The only thing I had to do was obey his command. That's the only thing I had to do. And guess who worked everything else out? God. Sometimes we have to let God be God. That's for somebody tonight. Let God be God. You do your part. You do what he's telling you to do and let God be God. Don't try to step in front of God. If God say pray in the middle of what you're going through, that's all you need to do because guess what? He's going to do everything else. And so as I kept going and to this, I said, instead of crying out in fear, because they cried out in fear, because when Jesus was walking on the lake to them or walking on the water to them, the disciples was like, is that a ghost? Like, who is that? And because of that, they cried out in fear. But I said, um, where is that? Hold on, y'all. I said, and, and instead of crying out in fear, you will be crying out in faith. And instead of crying out in fear, you will learn how to cry out in faith. And that's the response part that I'm keep talking about. Instead of you crying out in fear every time when something goes wrong, every time when the battle comes, every time when a, a, a dark moment comes, every time when you feel like, you're, like your back is um, up against the wall, you can either cry out in fear or cry out in faith. And I feel like in that moment for me, I cried out in faith because I was because inside I was like, God, what is going on right now? Like, oh, God, just, you know, come. And he came because I didn't cry out in fear because I didn't even think for not one second. I was like, I'm aboard this plane. <laughs> I'm getting on this plane. It's just the fact that I have to go through this little trial and tribulation, this, this little hiccup, this little storm. But I'm going to get to my blessing and I don't know who that's for. Don't let the spiritual warfare get in the way of you activating or walking into your blessing. Because if you keep responding to things in a negative way, you're not going to get to your blessing. You're, you're not going to get to the promise. And then you're going to say, wow, well, 
God, you know, what's going on? And God is like, what was your response when you was in the spiritual warfare, when you was in a battle, when I was testing you? What was your response? You responded the wrong way, and that's why you cannot have this blessing right now. That's why you're you're not able to walk into who I have called you to be because your response is not the best response that you chose in that moment. Sometimes God tests us. Sometimes God want to see how is they going to respond? Is they growing in their faith? Is they growing enemy because I'm telling you what to do. I'm giving you the wisdom. I'm, I'm giving you the knowledge, but you're still responding in a way that doesn't look like you've been in your Bible. It doesn't look like you have been in your word because the way that you're responding is off. I didn't teach you how to respond like that. And that's what God told me. God said, I didn't teach you how, how to respond in panic or in fear. No. I taught you to have faith. I taught you to be strong. I taught you to be courageous. I taught you to cry out to me when you need me. That's what I, I taught you to do. But too many times we choose the wrong response. And once we choose the wrong response, we cannot activate the blessing. We, we cannot walk into the blessing. Just imagine if I would have chose the wrong response. I probably would still be in Texas. <laughs> I probably would still be in Texas, shoot, you know what I'm saying? But I wanted to come home, so I was like, no. So, But in that moment, I chose the right response. And because of that, guess who, even though that person gave me attitude, after the manager told him they're good to go, he still gave me and my wife attitude. And I was just like, you know what? I already won. I already won the battle. I already won. So guess what I'm going to do? Scan this ticket and get on this plane because I already won the battle. And for some of us, you, you already won the battle. Why do you keep going on and on? Why do you keep responding to the fear, responding to the negative? You already won the battle. What did Nicki Minaj say? Give it up. It's me. I'll win. You lose. <laughs> For real, y'all. Y'all got me showing out tonight. Y'all got me showing out, okay? What did Nicki Minaj say? She said, I win. You lose. Ha, ha. Laugh, at that. Laugh at that fear. Laugh at that. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting... <laughs> Period. Period. Fifi, I, like, I'm good on this plane. Stop playing with me. Because my thing is, I went from uh, Atlanta to Texas with no mask. No one said anything to me or, or my children. And now, out of a summit at 5 o'clock in the morning, we going through this. But, okay. It's, it's all good because guess what I did? I chose the best response. And so, um, I also wrote down, like, the disciples thought that it was a ghost. And see, when you respond wrong, when you don't know how to respond, and when God is coming trying to save you, because it said that God was walking on water to them. He was in the storm. He has met them in the storm. And he's walking on water to them. But because their response was crying out in fear, they was like, is that a ghost? Who is that? You couldn't recognize. They couldn't even recognize God. They couldn't even recognize that God was coming to save them because of their response. And God told me to tell you no more of that. Because if you keep responding like that, you're not even going to know when I'm here. You keep saying, oh, God, I don't hear you. Oh, God, is you here? But God is like, I'm here all the time. I'm here 24-7. But your response got you in this bad place. Your response got, got you in this bad place 
mind in this bad state and this bad feeling right right now that you can't even recognize that your God is coming to save you. Your God, I'm, he said, it is I. It is I. It is I. Your Lord, your God, I'm here. I'm walking on water to you. They, they, they couldn't even recognize that. Peter and his disciples couldn't even recognize that because they were, were, were responding in fear. They were scared. They was doubting. The faith was not there, y'all. The faith was not there. And so I wrote down, but in, in verse 27, God said, take courage. God said, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. God said to take heart. I know it's hard. Trust me. I, I know in the middle of a moment, in the middle of a stormy season or a dark moment or, or, or an uncomfortable situation or when someone trying, like, I know it can be scary. It can bring all of these like emotions out of you. But God said, it is I. I'm here. And don't be afraid. Don't don't be afraid because I'm here to save you. I'm here to bring you out of that spiritual warfare. I'm here to bring you out of that stormy season. Don't be afraid. And so I said, some of us don't even believe that it is God because we are in panic mode. Y'all are in panic mode right now. Some of y'all are in Panama and it's okay. It's okay. Because guess what? You can go from being in panic mode to praying. You, you, you can go from being in panic mode to praising and worshiping God. You, you can go from panic mode to stepping into your blessing and your purpose and, and your calling. It's normal for us to panic. Like we're humans. It's normal for us to panic and to be afraid and to fear. But we have to choose the best response. We have to know that, okay, even though this is going on, I'm going to respond accordingly. I'm, I'm going to respond the way that my God taught me how to respond. All right, y'all? And then I said, um, being in panic mode brings a lot of negative emotions. Because let me tell you, when that man told me all of that, I was in panic mode for like two minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I was in panic mode and I was just like, what we're finna do? Like, what is going on? And it brought a lot of negative emotions. But when I was reading the word, I noticed that it brought doubt. They was doubting. They didn't even believe that it was God. When God was walking to them on the water, they didn't even believe that it was him. They was doubting him. They was like, is that a ghost? Who is that? I don't know who that is. We have to check our response because doubt is the number one feeling that you will have if you are in panic mode or if you are in panic mode about what you're going through or the spiritual warfare and you're panicking because you 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 feel like you can't make it out of what you're going through. It's because mainly you're 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 doubting God. You're doubting what, what God can do. You're doubting his word. You don't believe in his word. You don't believe in your heart that he is God, that he is Lord. You don't believe in your heart that he said that he would never forsake you. He would never leave you. He said that um, you know, he died on a cross for our sins. All of the wisdom and the knowledge that God has put in his Bible, you don't believe not one scripture because you're doubting because you are in panic mode. Are some of you in panic mode right now about what you're going through, about what you're facing, about how you're going to pay the bills, how you're going to do this and do that and do this and whatever? You're in panic mode. 
You in panic mode. But what did God tell you? God spoke to you because in that moment, God spoke to me and he said, come to me and pray. What's your response? Because some of us are in panic mode. And I was like, so then as I got deeper in, into the word, because God was giving it to me, like God was like, boom, 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 here it go. Give it to my people. So when I got to verse 28 and 29, this is when I'm like, because this is when Peter said, oh, if it's you, God, tell me to come to you. And I put down at this point, they're trying to really see if this is God. And that's how some of us is at, at, at this point. You're trying to see is this really God coming to save me? Mind you, Peter is walking on water. God said, Peter said, God, if this is you, um, call me out to you. And, and God said, come. But in the moment I wrote down, I said, at, at this point, they're really trying to see if, if God is God. Because let's rewind. God sent them on a boat. God already knew that they was going to be facing this storm. God already knew. God went to go pray on the top of a mountain hilltop. When God seen the waves coming, when he seen things was getting shaken, he came and, and walked on water coming to save them, coming to save the disciples. And when they was crying out in fear, God said, it is I. Don't be afraid. It is I. So then as I kept reading, I said, okay, it is I. Like he already said, who he is. He already said, it is I, your God. Don't be afraid. What more do God need to tell you? If God is telling you to have courage, have courage. If God is telling you to have faith, have faith. If God is telling you to forgive that person or to get back in church or to get whatever he's telling you, stop playing with God. That's our problem now. We play with God. And then when things don't work out, we, oh, God, no, you're not even listening to God. Because in the word, it said, it is I. Don't be afraid. And then as it went down to the next verse, Peter going to say, oh, God, if it's you, can, can you walk on water? I mean, um, can you call me out to you? I'm like, Peter, didn't he just say it is I? Didn't he just say, don't be afraid? Didn't he just say to do what he told you to do? So why do you keep questioning God? Why do we keep questioning God when God say to have faith, to have um, confidence, to know who I am, to stand on my word? Yeah, I, I know it look crazy. I, I know how you're feeling in that moment. But hey, I need you to choose the best response. What's not clicking, Steve? <laughs> What's not clicking, Steven? That's <laughs> That's what Peter was like. That's what it was given. Like, God, what's not clicking, Peter? What's not clicking for y'all? Because at this point, like, oh my gosh, for real. Like, I was just like, didn't he just say, don't be afraid? Didn't he just say, it is I? And then Peter going to say, oh, if it's you, God, can you call me out to you? What's not clicking? Didn't he just say that it is him? <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, what's not clicking for us? For real. What's not clicking? What's not clicking? That's what real. See, I really wanted to tell that man, what's not clicking for you? What's not clicking? <laughs> but God was just like, don't be ghetto. Breathe and calm down and choose the best response. All right, y'all. But I said, God can show you better than he can tell you. 
Because they didn't believe that it was God. Two times now. The first time God said in verse 27, um, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And then, then Peter got down, I mean, got out of the boat and walked on water and came towards Jesus. But when, but before he did that, he said, oh God, if it's you, can you call me out to you? <laughs> Didn't he just say, don't be afraid? Like, that's what's killing me because sometimes God be like, have faith. It's going to happen. I got you. I, I know it looks scary. I know you're afraid. But yeah, I need you to pray. I'm going to need you to forgive that person. I'm going to need you to do this. I'm going to need you to go ahead and start the business. Go ahead and get that degree. Go ahead and do what I'm telling you to do. Go ahead and do it. I know it looks crazy. I know the devil is attacking you every day because like, like I'm keep saying, when Jesus sent them out on that boat, he already knew, y'all. He already knew what was coming up against them. He already knew. So for us, he already knows what you're going to face. He already know how you're going to react. He already know. But God give us free will. And God give us free will because he wants us to choose the best response. How are you responding to what you're going through? How? How? Because in that moment when I was at the airport, I could have easily disobeyed God and chose my own response, chose my flesh. But I'm like, no. God told me to pray. I'm going to pray. And that's all I had to do. Sometimes, it, like Pastor Stephen Burden, or Furtick, sorry, said it only takes one word for God to activate the blessing. It only takes one word for God to change the whole thing around. It only takes one word. It only takes you to obey one command. In that moment, God was like, pray, my son, pray. And I could have disobeyed him, but I'm like, okay, God said to pray, I'm going to pray. Okay. And God did everything else. I didn't have to fight. I didn't have to get ghetto. I didn't have to come out of character. I just stood back like, and when I got to that man and he seen us come back in, in the line again and he scanned our border passes, tell me why y'all, he huffed and puffed. I said, oh, he mad. Ooh, but okay. Let, let, let me board this plane. What's not clicking? What's not clicking for him? Because he sometimes people don't know who they're dealing with. He didn't know that I was a man of God. He didn't know that I was a child of God. He didn't know that I was a kingdom talker. He didn't know. He didn't know because my response, I was quiet. I was just, look, you know, staring at him. I, I, I didn't act the way how he wanted me to act. I was just like, okay, yep. Let, let me go speak to your manager. And yeah, and he didn't win. He didn't win. But say if I would have chose the wrong response. Say if I would have acted out. Say if I, I would have disobeyed God's command. I would probably still be in Texas. <laughs> I probably would still be in Texas. Like... <laughs> For real, y'all. I would have probably still been in Texas, but my response was like, nope. I was like, okay, I'm going to just pray because at this point, I have no choice. Like, once you hear God, once you hear that whisper, because again, God doesn't, sometimes we feel like God got to come in this big old grand entrance way. Like, I'm God. I'm here. But God is like, no. In the middle of the storm, I'm going to whisper to you. In the middle of the storm, I'm going to whisper in your ear what to do and what to say but if you're not in the right state of mind if your response is the wrong way you will be in panic mode and once you are in panic mode 
you will start to react in negative emotions because you're panicking, because you're scared, because the fear and the doubt and the worry is all creeping in. And now you're reacting in a way that God told you not to react. And based off of that, you won't be able to hear from God because you're so in a panic mode. And so God was just like, no, mm -mm. you got to choose the best response. You, you have to know how to respond back to what you're going through and what you're facing. So when I got to verse 30, I mean, yeah, verse 30, I said, this is where Peter drowned. This is where Peter lost it because in verse 30, it said, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. All because when he asked for Jesus to call him out and God was walking him on water, but he's looking around. He's, you know, just imagine being in the ocean and you're walking on water and it's windy and it's dark and storms are big and the waves are big. Just imagine that. He looked at the storm. He looked at the circumstances. He looked He looked at what was going on in the physical room. Instead of him keeping his tunnel vision and saying, okay, God called me out. I just, God is right here in front of my face. I just got to get to him. I just got to get to that blessing. I, I, I just have to get to the purpose and the uh, assignment. But all of this spiritual warfare is going on. All of this Things of this world is going on. All of this fear, doubt, and worry is going on right now. But his response, Peter responds, made him drown. Peter response caused him to drown, caused him to lose focus, caused him to drown in the water. Like because of his because of his response, because it said he was afraid. He was afraid. Because he looked at the storm. He looked at how big the waves was. He looked at his circumstances. And it was like, this is what's going on around me. But God is right here in, in front of my face. But I'm so distracted about what is going on around me that I can't even get to him. I can't even get to the blessing. I, I, I can't even fulfill and complete the assignment or step into my calling or my purpose because I'm looking at everything what's around me. But th this is a season of tunnel vision. This is a season where no matter what's going on, you have to stay focused. You have to choose your response. How, how you're going to respond while you're in the middle of the storm, while God is calling you out in the middle of the storm. Yes, Fifi, you have to have faith in him and yourself. Yes, you have to you have to have faith in him and have faith in yourself to know, okay, this look crazy. I don't know what's going on. Like I can see the blessing. I can see the purpose. I can see the end goal. I'm almost there. But man, this is crazy right now. Like, woo. <laughs> That's how it feels. Like, woo. Like, okay, this is crazy. Like, oh my God. Like, this is too much. Like I can't do it. I can't handle it. God, God, like he was afraid. He was panicking. He was panicking. And because he panicked in the moment, guess what he did? Drowned. He drowned. He drowned. And some of us are drowning. Some of us are giving up. Some of us are lacking. Some of us are distracted. Some of us are literally not understanding the assignment. <laughs> we are not understanding the assignment. We we are not responding the way that God wants us to respond. We're responding in fear, but God said to have faith. 
we were, we were responding in fear, but God said to be courageous and, and take heart. He said to take heart. He said, I'm, I'm Jara. I'm enough. You are enough. So don't worry about what's going on around you. Don't worry about the storm. Just imagine if Peter didn't didn't worry about the storm. Just just imagine if Peter didn't worry about the waves and the winds. Just imagine. He could have walked to Jesus. He could have did what God told him to do. And for some of us, God is saying, start the business, go back to school, finish the degree, um, go ahead and open up the bank account. Go go ahead and open up the savings account. But we're looking at what's going on in the world. We're looking at every negative thing. We're looking or feeling like, okay, God, I'm not confident. I'm not qualified. I can't do this. We're panicking. We're panicking. And God sent me here to tell you no more panicking. No more being afraid. No more having fear. No more having the mindset to give up because you feel like you're not worthy because you feel like you can't do it. No. God said no more of that. It's time for you to take heart. It, it, it's time for, for, for you to have faith because guess what? Once Peter drowned, good thing, we, good thing that we serve a good God because God saved him. God saved him from him drowning. But look what God said. He said, you of little faith. He said, why do you doubt? You of little faith. Why do you doubt? Why do you worry? Why do you stress? Why would you focus on things in the physical and not focus on me? Because Jesus was right in front of his face, probably with his hand out. Like, just like this. That's that. Let me stop <laughs> But that's what God was saying. That's that. Like, for real. Like, his hand was probably was out. Like, come on. Like, it's like it's right here. Like, you just have to come to me. You you just have to get past whatever you're you're going through. You have to get past that and choose the best response in every situation that may come your way. Every um trial or every stormy season or every tactic that the devil try to send. Choose the best response because if not, you will drown. If not, you will sink. If, if not, the blessing will not activate. You will not be able to walk into your purpose if you don't choose the best response. And so I said in verse 31, I said, based off your response, it can truly reveal your faith in God. Let me say that again. Based off your response, it can truly reveal your faith in God because you're responding in fear. You're responding in worry. You're responding in doubt. And God is like, you of little faith. Oh, you have, oh. Sometimes we like to talk about it. Oh, I have faith. Oh, 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 like, I have faith in God. Yeah, like, I believe in God. I, I have faith. But God, but as soon as a bad storm come or a stormy season or a trial or tribulation come, oh, we're not even walking in our faith. We're, we're, we're not even having that action in our faith. We're worrying. We're uh, afraid. And God is like, oh, so you 